0: Welcome to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and the summer movie season is officially off and running with the release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, starring Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, and Vin Diesel. It's a big-budget Marvel sequel a lot of movie fans are looking forward to seeing, and the two of us just walked out of an advanced early screening.
1: And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, who look to save the world, will pair with a saved wine. And Gary and I just returned from Sonoma and Dry Creek Valley in particular, celebrating the 20th annual Passport to Dry Creek event. We'll share highlights of our trip a little bit later in the show, but first, Gary, we literally just, just exited the theater. After a very big blockbuster event for Guardians of the Galaxy. By the way,
0: sold out. Every seat taken. Yeah, it was great. Lots of kids. Absolutely. Which I thought was kind of cool. Listen, this is directed by James Gunn, who did the first film. And it's, of course, based on the Marvel Comics superhero team. I'm not all into the Marvel stuff, uh, but I see all the Marvel films. Some of them I like, some I don't. But I really like the original of this. I thought it was a really good film. And, of course, that original film... Back in 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy original made over $800 million. It's the 15th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I like Chris Pratt in this. I kind of really like Zoe Saldana in this. And I'm kind of infatuated with Dave Bautista, who's the big muscle man guy in it. And then Vin Diesel is?
1: He's baby Groot. He's, he's Baby
0: Groot, and Bradley Cooper who shoots everything and plays a raccoon and plays a raccoon, and Michael Rooker who we really like. I have always liked him, but there's we're talking on the way here. Where we we've seen Michael Rooker in a lot of films. But he's in a television series. He
1: he plays a bad guy in a lot of things, and so kind of kind of doing my IMDB lookup, yeah. I realized that he's Daryl's brother that got killed off early on in walking dead. He's Daryl's brother. Wasn't he <laughs> wasn't he handcuffed? To the roof. To the roof? I think he was, and some zombies got him. Yeah, in. it was a bad way to go. Yes, but you know what, Daryl rocks. Darryl we love rocks. some Norman Reedus. And
0: Kurt Russell in this. Kurt Russell has a really big part in this mm-hmm. film. Um so the whole I, I'm, I'm even though we just saw the film, I'm having trouble really explaining the story. Other than most of this is all about trying to get to the root of what's going on with Quill. And what his, where he came from and who his parents are. and Because they opened both films with flashbacks back in the 80s. And they start with all the great music of the 80s. It's the soundtrack th- yeah. kind of of our lives. I
1: mean, I will say this about this very modern day Marvel comic book Show, they uh, movie they they do celebrate some really great tunes at the very end uh, to to have some Cat Stevens playing just and it's honestly it's a Cat Stevens song that I have very close to my heart with my daddy it's father and son even though I'm a girl um, and and to have that that song playing throughout the final scenes of the, the film was just kind of cool and hopefully introducing a new generation to some of these great, you know, old classic There's classic a big, rock songs.
0: Um, what do I want to say? Not Stevie Nicks, but Fleetwood Mac Reveal. Yeah,
1: absolutely. In, the,
0: in this movie, yeah. too. And so there's, good, this, good there's, music. This, there's a stop down about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. It's about two hour and 20 minute film 2.18, something like that. But there's a stop down in the middle of the film that... Um, might get a little slow for people because it's all about character development and it's all about <laughs> catching up with what you're trying to catch in this yeah. movie. And so they talk a lot about it, and then there's another reveal after that. So if it slows down for you, I'm fine with that because I think these are really good actors doing really good things, and it made the film more meaningful. There's, there's, I, I'm going to get a little model in here, but it's, a, it's kind of a meaningful, thoughtful. Marvel <laughs> superhero film with all these goofy co- comedy things. Uh,
1: here's well, good, and I think yeah. it probably is necessary because I, I we actually just I think I had watched part of the first one on a plane, maybe like mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen the whole. Film in its entirety, and so didn't have a connection to anyone. But if this is going to be a franchise, which I will say, the last, the last screen of the film says, "We'll be back." So there's obviously another one coming. Right? They need to have that character development, don't yeah. you think?
0: Well, and they do. And these, I mean, these are going to go on forever. When the first one makes eight hundred million dollars, they have these planned out for so far down the road, and 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 it makes sense. Also, this director grew up infatuated with Night of the Living Dead and Friday the 13th, and I don't really get that from these movies because he's locked onto a Marvel thing, but he has a master of fine arts, James Gunn does, and his brother's in the film and has Mm -hmm. a really nice part, Mm -hmm. but he has a master of fine arts from Columbia University, and at the age of 12, he started making 8mm zombie movies with his brothers in the woods near his home, and his brothers are now actors. I think all of this works. I'm kind of a fan. I'm... I kind of miss these characters now.
1: I'm kind of into them, I, and we just left them minutes ago. <laughs> well, I, I just,
0: you know, after revisiting them again, yeah. this this film will go through the roof. I mean, it's just going to be just kind of huge, and you know, this is the guy, the director that did both Scooby Doo movies, and you can't judge. <laughs> no, you can't judge Guardians of the Galaxy. By Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Too. There's something very
1: charming though, because they do, and maybe it is the character development, or it's just kind of bringing in more of of human nature. I mean, they've they they had Vin Diesel as as Big Groot in the first, and then uh-huh. we saw that he became a twig, and and so now he's growing again. And there's just a. A, a, there was a nice kind of more, of maybe a family element, which they they touched on a yeah. lot during this film, and and how these these people, maybe even not that I would ever hope to to compare this to a Star Wars, even though just yesterday was National Star Wars Day. Yes. So from our Yoda to the galaxy. You know, go be, be May the Fourth be yes, with you, or the go, hope
0: the Fourth was with you.
1: <laughs> go be one with with, right. with Obi One. Um, there's there's a nice kind of family element, and and all of them kind of taking care of little mm-hmm. little baby Ben Diesel, which is mm-hmm. kind of sweet. I don't yeah. know. There was a maybe it's it appeals to a larger audience. I don't know. It was it was good. Well, I think you have really all of that
0: it. because you have all this G whiz stuff. It's they're very busy films. There's so much going on visually through They're huge movies. They're very expensive. They make a ton of money. This one this one probably could make more than the first one. The first one was a big surprise. And, they, they, and these are surprises in the Marvel Universe because they have kind of wicked senses of humor. They're not just heavy-handed and super action. They make flippant comments constantly. And they're not dirty movies. They mention sex and they mention... Anatomy and they mention stuff, but they, no, nobody ever really it's does not over anything. The top. Yeah. Yeah, it's not over the top. I, I, I think they're cool.
1: And well, it allowed uh, the, the 10 children with mom and dad. I don't know if those were all their kids, if they were. They were sitting behind hearts. us? They were right behind us. They yeah. were just giggling all the way through it. It yeah. was, uh, it, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. Listen, if I was
0: an 8 to 12 year old and I saw this movie, I would probably connect with it so much. And there's a sister element in this film too, between Zoe Saldana and her sister, because they literally hate each other and are trying to kill each other.
1: But it's because they were pegged against each other their entire lives, yeah. and she was her the the older sister was always better than the younger, and so the younger just had had parts of herself cut away every time her sister wanted anything. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a very interesting uh, sibling relationship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is,
1: and I think that makes
0: the film deeper and a little bit richer. Listen, are these deep, rich films? No, no but they're they're more than you they ever look on the surface. Yeah. And the reason that I think they work is they come, they're cross generational, they're cross cultural. Um, it's a very mixed audience. It's really interesting, and everybody on screen. I think has a good time, and, and they make a point.
1: And they all come from very different places to come together to to create this family.
0: Yeah, they're a family. To save the world. Well, that's kind of the theme in a lot of these. Misfits get together, and they're all outcasts. Then they get together, and they have power as a group, and they save the world.
1: So let's have a saved wine.
0: Okay, because it's not just a fun and frivolous
1: fun. Well, it, 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 okay, is, it, is. it is a little bit. But for this, this, this sure to be a very very large blockbuster film. Saved wines, so it's kind of a, a oh, you're being literal. A, saved, it's is the actually name of the called wine. Saved Wines. Yes, um, kind of a new brand, but but with a kind of fun story uh, from a tattoo artist. Which also I think is appropriate because Zoe Saldana looks like Alphaba. She is very green. The poor that girl seems. is either an alpha, or she's an avatar or an Alphaba, and and I, she's so beautiful. Can we just mm-hmm. like see her in her yeah. normal state? But she's so uh, the your your W W E man, the wrestler guy, the wrestler man, um, um, Dave Bautista, yeah, is kind of I guess tatted out. You know, oh, yeah.
0: He's so, got. He's got. Yeah.
1: There's something. He's road
0: mapped all over. His exactly. Body.
1: Right. So I thought a, a a wine from a tattoo artist would nice. also be nice. So saved wines, as I said, was started just a couple years ago by a tattoo artist named Scott Campbell, who came together with a um, with a winemaker, and I'm trying to remember. Name, um, but they they created this saved wine to basically be their artistic expression of of making great wine, and each. As each tattoo kind of has its own symbol and its own, uh, like the the artistry that goes into every piece that he makes, he sees in every bottle of wine that's being produced. They make a red Mm. blend as well as a rosé. I actually really like their rosé. It's very fresh. It's very clean. It's very crisp. Um, Grenache and Pinot Noir blend with a little bit of Capronc Franc and a little bit of Sangiovese, so it's just a nice kind of juicy, great summertime, really kind of fun red wine, rose red wine uh, that that should be a good summertime wine to go with this very big. Is that film. called
0: Magic Maker Rose? Yeah,
1: and it's got a really cool label. Scott uh, kind of created the the label after one of his his tattoos. Mm-hmm art artist, his artistry so it should be kind of a fun like i said for for this very big summer blockbuster it should be a perfect little wine to would
0: pair. you ever get a tattoo
1: um i i've sat in a chair before and thankfully never went through
0: What do you start hearing that?
1: You know, I'm not a big, I'm not not big on pain, so I don't want to have to sit there and actually have to have um, a tattoo. And and there is something to to the the eternity of it. I yeah, I had friends that did get tattoos and then went and had the tattoos removed, and then that pain. I yeah, I'm not going to go through that.
0: Wow. Saved Wine and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I'm going to make this bold statement. I think it's a, I think in many ways, I don't know if it's totally, but in most ways, it's better than the first film. I think so. I yeah. agree. This is a good sequel. Yeah. This is worth it. When we come back on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, and Haley and I just returned from Sonoma County, where our passports were stamped multiple times as we participated in a wonderful wine and food event. It's called Passport to Dry Creek Valley. And we will be right back. And welcome back to Wine and Film, A Perfect Pair. And that's the podcast where wine and movies come together I think, to form its own unique genre, and some would call it a sub-AVA. And I must admit, one of the great advantages of being married to Haley is that every once in a while, I get to join her on her travels. And in this case, it was a quick trip to Sonoma County to participate in an annual event. It's called Passport to Dry Creek Valley. And I'm going to just say, for me, Haley, it was a magnificent education into the world of high-end, high-quality Zen, and that was new for me.
1: I love that. It
0: was absolutely new for me.
1: Well, and I think that Zinfandel ha- is still rather misunderstood because we're talking red Zinfandel, not the white stuff that we all drank back in the 80s, which we all did. I like white Zinfandel. I mean, hey, it was good and it was sweet and it was cheap. Everybody
0: did it one time,
1: yes. But now Zinfandel is a very, very elegant and elevated grape. And and again, it can, it's a little misunderstood because it can get so ripe. And, and you know, there's this beautiful thing in winemaking where you have to have, like everything has to come together. The phenolics have to be there as well as the bricks. And bricks are basically the sugars. So, you need ripe fruit, the phenolics are the flavors, and then you need to have the phenolics in check. And and it's very, very difficult because tannins are—Zinfandel are, is kind of inherently a lower tannin variety than maybe a cab, certainly a tannot, some of the bigger, more robust red grape varieties. So so in order to get the fruit completely ripe, to, to get the seeds so they're not green seeds, you want, which is another kind of thing, to get the the— The phenolics where you need them, you have higher bricks, which is essentially sugars that translates into alcohol. So you do get these very, uh, you can get very high alcohol wines from Zinfandel, but it doesn't have to be. And, And then the other side of that is, yes, you can have high alcohol, but if all the other components are in check... Then, then that's okay. I it, it has kind of. I think that there was a time in in winemaking, especially winemaking in America, that people really strictly picked on on bricks on sugars. And and thankfully, I I think we don't just say okay, we're at twenty three bricks or twenty five bricks and 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 pick our fruit now we actually t- taste the fruit and see where the tannins are see where the acids are see where the phenolics are and so you you really do have this complete kind of combination of flavors to create, I think, very complete wines. And that's really what Dry Creek Valley as a whole does. And then what this particular event, I think, kind of celebrated. So it's the 28th annual Dry Creek to uh, Passport to Dry Creek Valley Festival, it takes place over two days of, of tastings, as well as an additional day if you choose to kind of participate in either a prelude. Lunch or dinner. We got to go to to a dinner with an icon, which I I thought was quite fantastic at Pedroncelli Family Vineyard. Pedroncelli. Pedroncelli. That's um, how you say. It. Yeah. With with Jim Pedroncelli, who had had really just I want to say two weeks ago, Sonoma County vintners named him. An icon of of the region because his he and has has been a part of the, the the county for so long. His family actually established their winery in 1927, and then he and his brother actually um, ran it after their their father um, kind of had passed away and such. And and now he has three daughters that are are taking the lead now as he's kind of getting a little bit older and he was great Jim and Phyllis were just they were he, great. he and his wife were just fantastic that we got to to have
0: And then the daughter was there a, and the and son her son yes
1: that they are kind right. of more the marketing and 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 the hands on going out to 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 be on on the road with with their wines and and it's also it was also kind of a nice way to see this part of Dry Creek, and Dry Creek is best basically kind of if you if you're familiar with Sonoma or you're you're not, it's a very very large county, um, much larger than say Napa County, and and it's kind of the area all around Healdsburg and Geyserville, and so um, the nice thing also is you have a lot of great restaurants right in the area. Um, there are a couple of great hotels that you can stay in, and and then you you kind of just go out on your own. You you do get your your passport, which we got lots of stamps, which was very fun. Um, they had forty five different wineries within the region that participated. There were six thousand people that attended this year, and it didn't is, look
0: like six thousand people. Didn't and every once in a while it, at a couple of them, it got a little, there were a few hundred. It got a little a, little, that, a few hundred at a winery is huge. Yes, that's a lot of people. But
1: it was nice because you just yeah. kind of traveled through the 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 region at your own pace and if yeah. when you when you went to one of the 45 wineries that were participating you kind of checked in and you got your little stamp and and you had your glass and then you just kind of tasted through some of their offerings for the day. There were really great snacks. And and
0: there were really great snacks and we started on top of them. I want to say a small mountain or just this Hillside that was stunning. Oh, it was.
1: We, we they had a vineyard In the Rock experience. In Pile area. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The Pritchard Peaks that um that the wow. The, it was wow. It, it, well, and it's it was over thousand feet elevation, which is high for this part of right. Sonoma. It's not high for for some other parts of 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 the country, but it was high for for Dry Creek, and. I think that the the wines that we tasted off of of that vineyard which included Dutcher Crossings Ridge makes uh, a Pritchard uh-huh. Peak uh, Maritzen makes a, a stunning rock uh, rock pile zinfandel that actually had such great acidity that married with the a little bit bolder t- tannin than we we sometimes see really great fruit and and show it showed that this part of of the region could actually make ageable wines and and really really um, layered and nuanced wines, which which I also find to be. Uh, well, I, be I, really I like exciting. the nuance
0: of it because I've always felt, and I'm you know I'm a novice at this, but I've always felt that the zins, most of the zins I had that I didn't know about, there was a bottle of Zinfandel, so I opened it, were would bite me back, and they were not nuanced mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Every zin I had on this trip felt nuanced and yeah. felt I was on a higher level because they grow a lot of Zins I think sixty percent of the grapes grown there are Zinn and and uh, and I, I just that was a whole experience for me that. that I'd never had before. Yeah. You know, we've been in we've been in Pinot Land, Yes. And we've been in Chardonnay Land and we've we've been in uh, Cabernet Land. We've been in a lot of lands, but I hadn't been in <laughs> Zinland until now. Yeah. Now my tongue was hanging out by the third day, but other than that, I I just found all of it like. Now I'm looking for them, and I'm looking on the bottles, and I want to know where it's where those grapes are grown. Exactly,
1: exactly. Because well, this
0: my... is an area that specializes, and they love it, and they, and they, they really
1: that. they really celebrate it. And I they also do. think that the the nice thing about it is it was definitely. A great celebration. There was a lot of camaraderie in in the air. It seemed mm-hmm. that th- to have kind of to see a region come together in this way. Like I've been out to to like auction Napa, which is one of my favorite events every year, and you see the 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 county kind of coming together to help. Like we've we've gone to a lot. We did Sonoma last year. We we've gone to a lot of kind of big charity events. This was just almost more of a of a Passport to Dry Creek is more of a celebration of the region and and educating the visitors about it through a through a fun party, which I mean, you know, it's kind of what Dallas why I started Dallas and Cork is that I wanted to teach people about wine and throw a great party and it almost seemed like that's what this was. Nice. nice. With Again, really great snacks because yes. there were there was a really that was kind of a big part of everything is the 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 care and attention to detail that went into pairing different bites with a different theme mm-hmm. at each different winery and and it is you know it's it's zen land. it's if they grow if they have a white it's primarily Sauvignon Blanc because that's more of a hot weather variety. Um, some Chardonnay, though, we went to Ferrari Carano and had just, the, that was kind of the the variety that they, that they always wanted to celebrate and that they started with and, and, and had several different Chardonnay expressions from, from their various vineyard sites, all of which were really great. I, you know, I, I, I think of Ferrari Carano as kind of a larger producer and, mm-hmm. and, and and it was very exciting to to learn a little bit more about them and understand some of how they nuance their wines. And yes, you kind of like we've always said with 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 many brands that you you're, you're going to have your kind of entry level the the starter wines that you, that that you're going to have the most production of but then when you get into some of their single vineyards or some of the like the reserve for i chardonnay yes. i thought was just oh, lovely the shards
0: were great and that place was beautiful and they had two cork trees
1: they did. And, well, they have lovely gardens. Their gardens, yeah, their gardens were just beautiful. Yeah. And and we had a chance to have dinner at, at their restaurant, which is actually down in Santa Rosa, a part mm-hmm. of the Ventnor's Inn at John Ash and Company, and had just a beautiful dinner with them and And kind of learning a little bit more about about the region i i'm going to say my my second favorite if i well there were there were some really great standouts. I loved her time at Ducher Creek. I thought that was yeah, just such was a great. beautiful place um, i've been drinking kind of the fritz wine for for many years, and so it was great to actually see their property in their underground caves. I thought that was very fun my favorite my my favorite bordeaux wines i'll i 'll put it like that. We're at Lambert Bridge and, yes. and our our fantastic time with their winemaker Jennifer Higgins. Who, Wasn't Jen great? I'm just uh, you yeah. know I'm just so in love with her. I just kind of want to. We just want to sit down and actually have dinner with her. But to kind of then the, this is kind of a new winery for for me and and so That's trying too. Yeah. Um, and and they really are focused on more Bordeaux varieties, so Cab, Merlot, I just. Fantastic malbec. They have a zinfandel as well. They they do a, a few different really lovely um, sauvignon blancs and white wines, but a viognier that was that was really really like filled with stone, white peach, and lots of stone fruit. Um, but but it just had this kind of very welcoming. Easy feel that that kind of makes you want to just sit down and and share a glass yeah. and and celebrate. I'd hang and, out with
0: winemaker Jennifer Higgins anytime, and I loved that the owner of the winery shook every hand that came. Through oh,
1: absolutely, there. they're genius. Oh, that's yes. over a thousand yeah. a day. Yeah. And, then, yeah, and and it was it was really special. I like
0: Quivera. Is we, that, is that yeah, how you say yeah,
1: it? Yeah, Quivera was. Um, we they wow. have probably the most beautiful gardens. Yeah. Um, they 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 also we we talked a couple weeks ago about natural wines and what does that actually mean? I think that that Kibera is actually a, a great example of that because they're sustainable. Their entire facility, wine make the winery facility, is covered in solar panels, which is always very fun to see because you know exactly you know that's they're they're saving trees right there. They're they're making our earth a little bit better, our, our air a little bit better. They're. Biodynamically farmed gardens though might have been the most beautiful thing I saw all weekend Because, and it 's everything it was it was tons of of herbs, but then also artichoke plants and yes. baby asparagus and, watching the
0: asparagus grow and, in school f-
1: and fig trees and yes. all the the citrus trees and and stone fruit and orchard fruit trees and and lots of lettuces. It was just and and all the herbs were on. Mm-hmm. And and there it was such. And then they've got the pigs and they've got chickens. We might have seen a chicken fight. And so it was kind of this very
0: with three giant redwoods. Yeah, right and there the in the, the middle of the property. Redwoods.
1: It was. Yeah. A I'd go really, back there anytime. Really, and their fig tree Sauvignon Blanc was another favorite wine of of the weekend from organically farmed vineyards. There there was such kind of a there was such texture and nuance to, to that wine that that I thought was really special. A lot of the
0: Sauvignon Blancs I had on this trip, uh, were were really light in color mm-hmm. and I thought nuanced and elegant and nothing bit you back. They weren't grapefruit bombs. Not at all. They were very dry. Yeah. And then we had dinner at an amazing restaurant. We
1: had a really special yes, dinner we, did. we had a couple of great dinner experiences. Yeah, but did. but our last night there we had dinner at Vallette with their their chef is Dustin Vallette. And if any of you listening came to a dinner I did several years ago with Dallas and um, with Jordan Winery, and you had you had lovely Janice's Janice provost from Parigi's. Poof scallop dish. It was it was mirrored after what this chef did. Yes. Formerly at Hotel Healdsburg, he was at um, Dry Creek Kitchen, which is Charlie Palmer's which is restaurant, great.
0: which is a great restaurant. Um,
1: that we had a great little side note. Had a had a, such a fun chat with Charlie Palmer, um, who was also kind of participating in the event. But Dustin used to be at his restaurant and created this gorgeous scallop dish and a, a Pernod kind of beurre blanc sauce with this puff pastry that just puffed. And and now he has opened this fantastic restaurant off, off right off the square in Healdsburg that he's got the poof on it. Which the so, poof will follow him wherever he and goes. And it's so good. But I'm going to say above that, he has uh, an ahi... Hawaiian inspired pokey that might be the best pokey I've had outside of Hawaii, outside of really Ko- yeah. Kohaniki Ko Yes. Yeah. Um that just I and honestly I almost want to take their version and marry it with Dustin's because he fried his avocado. He
0: fried his avocado. Which just added had like three or four strings of fried avocado on just
1: So good, but and that pokey
0: was just beautiful. It was gorgeous and, and it's, substantial.
1: And it's something they just opened in the last. Um, I want to say maybe in 2015, Dustin and his brother Aaron Garzini, and it was really uh, uh, their their dream of of opening a restaurant. In Hillsburg, their their grandfather had, I want to say he was a baker in Healdsburg, had had kind of grown up in the the region, wanted to his great grandfather had, had bakeries in the region and and wanted to create a restaurant in Sonoma County in Healdsburg that celebrated the food and the wine of their community. And I think they are are doing it so fantastically. Yeah. Their staff was fantastic. William was big. Will was was awesome. I feel bad. We might big have Will stayed. Big an awesome. We might have stayed. A, well, let me just say that <laughs> we
0: arrived at seven o'clock and we were the last couple to leave when but, it closed.
1: Yes, we we might have been ready to leave before, but they threw in an extra course, and and I'm so glad they did because I wanted that celery act soup, but I didn't order it, and then I it was just awesome, got, and it was the the, the beautiful. Tiny reservations have to be required because there aren't enough seats in there to accommodate yeah. a lot. But it was really, really special. It was just such a lovely thing. So, what do you think, like, what would you, what kind of price tag would you put on just the two-day passport oh, experience? Oh, a two-day?
0: I don't even know. I don't even know other than it's worth hundreds.
1: Yeah, I think because you're
0: drinking some of the best wine, and then all there's food pairings everywhere you and go, and there's snacks,
1: and there's music, yeah. and everybody has a theme, and and it's so fun, And live
0: bands, and, and, and gardens. And, I mean, and I think chickens. about
1: just some of the events that we go to, uh, like uh, that that you taste, and you don't get all the snacks, or you don't have this whole experience, and it's not multi day. It's like I want to say 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., 11 a.m. Yeah. to 4 p.m. It's a very substantial day and you can stay at each winery as long as you'd like on the map of the 45 you can linger you can go in and taste 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 yeah. get out 2-day pass for both the Saturday and Sunday event it's like less than $150 seriously I, wow i think it's such a great opportunity it's the best deal going it's it really is like there there are are just a they're just a handful of places to stay though. If you're staying in actually Healdsburg, um, Hotel Healdsburg is stunning. Stunning. Charlie Palmer, um, it's a Charlie Palmer property, and and it, it's very very special, but it's not very big. So we actually had a chance to stay at the lovely Best Western Best
0: Western Dry Creek,
1: and um, and it was actually really lovely. We were in a we had a lovely little suite area. The only tip I would have is if you are staying at the Best Western, take your own Govino glasses and a wine opener because – They
0: don't have either.
1: They don't have, They don't have – but, but you get breakfast. But um, you get breakfast. And they've already set the date for next year's passport event, which is April 28th and 29th of 2018. And, hmm. and though there are a lot of participants, it is 6,000 people, they actually have to kind of cut off – Ticket sales. They don't just take anybody that wants to come. They have a, a max limit, and and that number is is the number. So kind you want to go and get in early. Something. To Listen, put no, I would counter. go again. Would you go again? I think it, absolutely. I. I had a, it was a really really lovely time, and a really as you said, a really great eye opener into to right. how special. I learned more is. about
0: Zen. In three days than I've ever learned in my life. I love
1: that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I know a little bit about it now. Thank you for taking me.
1: No, I thought it was, it was a really great weekend.
0: Way to go. Cheers. N- yeah. n- cheers. Next week on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, uh, Amy Schumer and Oscar winner Goldie Hawn play a mother and daughter on vacation in South America when everything goes wrong. It's a film called Snatched. Snatched. <laughs> I can't okay. wait to
1: see this. Me too. A couple things, though. We have a handful of tickets left for our 13th Dallas Uncorked anniversary. I'm I'm a very proud mama. I'm so excited. Our event is June 5th, and we just have a handful of tickets left. It's dallasuncorked.org. It will benefit the stew pot and charity water, and it's with winemaker Julian Friard that we've had... Um, we've talked about a few of his different wines on the show. Covert, Cultivar, his Azur, uh, Rosé is one of my favorites. It's at Sue's Restaurant, and Gilbert Garza, their chef and owner, is creating just a gorgeous, gorgeous menu for us. It's going to be a lot of fun. But it's it's a kind of a—I think we literally have, like, maybe 10 tickets left, so— Details on our dallasuncork.org website. But for more on the wines and films we talked about today, please check out our blog on our website or through Facebook. Be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas
0: And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. And as usual, I'm looking for the next great film.
1: And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
0: Join us next time on Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.